0: Of, of of apple and 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 the mls oh, and that, that one you know some people were like whoa whoa, whoa what's going on here you right. know the mls apple and and at first some people you know with that i spoke to them like does this that does that even make sense or or not i'm like um who knows may uh, who knows we, we we won't know until until the start of next year 2023 right yeah um when they when they have you know when they start um streaming
1: hi everyone and welcome back to the sporting global podcast and today i'm here with rodrigo and rodrigo first of all thanks thanks for taking the time uh, how are you these days
0: Oh, thanks for having me on. Really excited. I'm glad that we're finally doing this, Ali. I'm pretty good. <laughs> Happy
1: to be here. I'm I'm glad to hear that. I mean, like, yeah, it, it's always good, you know, uh, having a talk with like-minded people, you know, sharing about your story in the sport industry. It's, it's, it's a lot of a lot of cool stuff that has happened there. And I, I think you know, as always, we we have to start like tell us a little bit about how how your journey in the sport industry started and a little bit about you know how how it all began like where where did this passion come from
0: all right um i love that question because coming from like the most non-sports athletic guy um there's something that was buried there and it came out through fitness and it all started in a small suburb in shanghai china and it um it i was in a fitness group that actually exploded in growth and we uh Offered free fitness to anyone in Shanghai, and then we were approached to um, we approached to partner with uh, with brands like uh, the North Face, Nike, and that's when the the switch got activated. When I saw how fitness and sport could just um, move these big brands to partner with us, like a, a community based organization and that's what piqued my interest and i was like is there education for sports i didn't even know that there was yeah. a degrees and bachelors yeah. in sports and that was just like flabbergasting And that's how I started my journey in in sports. And then I moved in. um, I got out of the industry that I was in. It was an import and export. Actually, we're exporting um, construction goods to your home country in Norway as well, in Central and South America. So I actually made the pivot into sports. (laughs) And I got my job through through the network of sports in Shanghai. And um, it was through a sports medicine hospital. And um, they're an American hospital, and they're treating Um, high performance athletes all over China. They will come to Shanghai. But long story short, I was in the marketing department and I was charged with executing um, their first large sponsorship at the Shanghai Rolex Masters, which is a ATP 1000 event. And that's where it fueled my love of just working in the sports industry. Although this was the event side, which was in, in a way, it was grueling, but so good. It, it was just, um, uh, how can I tell you, a challenge that was so rewarding because yeah. it just, um, you, you get to see the perseverance that you have as a person, even with right. your team. Yeah. And just being in such an important um, uh, event um, and seeing Nadal and seeing Del Potro and all these stars right next to you, just walking a couple meters away from you. like okay i have landed and i want to keep this going um (laughs) and then i left china to go pursue a master's in sports management right uh, columbia university and through that um uh experience i got a really fantastic internship in new york at csm and i got to see a little bit of the of the agency world um the 360 uh, i mean degree if you want to say look of everything that goes on in that world Very exciting, very, very exciting. And um, I decided to then pivot um, into the sports publishing world, Uh, believe it or not. I never thought that was going to happen. It wasn't even on the marks, but what in sports, you have to have an open mind. And then now I find myself in London at Sport Business. And it is exactly where I was supposed to be. I didn't even know I was supposed to be there, but it's just been a a, a rewarding experience just to see the other side of business when it comes to the publishing and data, media and analytical part. Um, But in between those, I know you're gonna ask me some other experiences that I had freelance, but um, you could ask me those, but that's pretty much uh, in a nutshell um, how I got into the sports um,
1: industry that's awesome i mean like i think think you touched upon like some key things about you know having a having an open mind first and foremost i think it's like uh, one of the key things that people need to take you know from this podcast and i mean, like i'm a, I'm glad you're already bringing it up so early you know because i mean like at the end of the day it's like pe- people often you know in, in many cases and i think there's a lot of people listening to this is like i don't know where i'm going i don't know what i'm gonna do uh, you know or or there's a lot of people who's like oh, i'm gonna be like the you know, CMO at Chicago Bulls or like, you know, some crazy, you know, big, big league or team. And that's, that's very typical. And I mean, like, again, it's very good to have those goals, but understand that, you know, your journey can take you a lot of different paths and you can discover areas and jobs and sectors that, you know, is actually perhaps you even, even in the perfect fit.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know what? Um, for me is not if if you don't have an open mind when it comes to this to the to the sports world you're going to live this experience of anguish and languish yeah. right because you have this this <laughs> film or how everything is going to play out right. after you're done at yeah. school and i'm going to go you know be become a go-getter and you should be yeah. but Honestly, you know, you might not have the experience that you think you are that you have after school. Right. And then, you know, you, you quickly come back down to earth. But that doesn't mean that's a bad thing. It's just like you no. just gotta grow with the new experience that you that you are basically given. Right. And to to be quite frank, every every job has a unique set of skills. Yeah that you're only prepared to a certain uh, extent and then you go in there and you're just like, okay, this is a completely new challenge. I'm going to apply this the skills that I learned in school to become successful, but I have to learn these other skills yeah. that only my workplace could give me right now. Right. Because you're actually going through a completely different world. And that happens with every different um, company that you will work for. But um, I, again, you know, be open minded because, you know, your 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 first goal might be like, I want to work at the NBA, at the league office in New York City. But then maybe you have a fantastic experience in Oklahoma City working for OKC. Yeah. And then, you know what? You are like, you know what? I, I, I just couldn't find a job in New York at the league and I'm going to go to Oklahoma City and just check it out. Right. And that actually happened to one of uh, the the alumni from our program, and he yeah. is killing it, like right. absolutely killing it. And it, just because he just it was a fluke, and he's like he said yes to 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 an opportunity that was that looked absolutely insane in his mind. Yeah, it's actually now the best thing that he did, and he's, right. uh, he's skyrocketed his his uh, his um, his career. That's awesome as well. So yeah, uh, open-mindedness is is, is huge um let go of the ego let go of the ego and just say yes to the universe <laughs>
1: let it go just let it go um, let's let's uh, let it go and move on to the next story uh i, I had to do it uh, so obviously you know talking about your role as sport business so you're obviously the the analytics project manager and, and talk a bit about like you know what are some of your you know key responsibilities some of the tasks that you're doing uh, you know just, just yeah. talk a little bit about what what, what that entails
0: yeah absolutely um i uh, i'll I'll, t- I'll touch on the on the analytical uh, project manager first and then the new role that i that i that i moved into um in a nutshell it was a hardcore research position right um, our be- our bread and butter is our deals tracker and i the deals tracker is so important um in, in sponsorship because it just gives you the data on the relationship and deals that make up the sports sponsorship market and also the 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 media the the media deals so you could actually understand and um articulate what's really going on there in the business world when it comes to sports right so when it came to research i had to you know figuratively you know roll my 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 sleeves up and sit down sometimes let's say i i picked up the nhl um sponsorship rights and i had to spend hours on just a team and just do video research, get on the phone, get get on emails, and just really try to get in there to get the, the, the specific values for each sponsorship. Right. And that was great. It was really fantastic because you are an investigative, you know, machine and right. it kind of becomes like a mission just to get, get in there and ask that question because it's just like a couple values, but it's so important for our subscribers in order to make sound investments um, in in the sports sponsorship space. And it it, it really, at the end of the day, it is relationships. No matter in what um, sector in sports you are in, you have to have those relationships. You have to have those personality traits on how to basically harness information, but also be authentically as well. I mean, authentic, I'm sorry. Um, So that was pretty much on the on the sponsorship media space, but then we have something that's called the postgraduate rankings at Sport Business, which is a part of Sport Business University. So yep. then this was really fantastic because it's something that I it, it was um new to me. I had worked in in in, in surveys and collecting data, but now in a university a university um perspective is just how do you get that data and storytelling? and what makes a, a, a sports management um, program the best or unique in their own niche. So that was, I, I, I love that challenge because it was just so new and you get to see them like, oh, the personalities of a program. And yeah. you're kind of like, how does how does that even translate a personality of a program? And right. they do, just like your program at University of San Francisco, right. it's so unique and offers something different from mine in New York. Yeah. So we, I, le- I love that we get to tell those stories now through data as well. So then I moved into recently into this uh, into this uh, role of program, uh, I'm sorry, a product manager for Sport Business University. So it is a product just that sits at the nexus between um, academia and sport business industry. Yeah. So we really want to uh, build this bridge between academia and the sports industry and business. Right. So that's what we're developing now. Um, in order to create value through research, through to, to the professors and students right now, um, you know that are utilizing it.
1: Right. Oh, I mean, like it's 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 important to kind of like touching upon different kind of areas in, in that research space as well. And I mean, like I'm sure you you've been learning a lot of new information. Just just also like you know talking with all this organization, like researching it and like it's it's just free 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 soaking of knowledge, you know, in a sense absolutely and and
0: and one thing that that i i you know you and i know and that sometimes it's obvious i think we don't but we have to say it is that the sports industry is in a constant state of flux that's it that's all you gotta know you know it's not as you know it's not as volatile as the crypto the last couple of weeks but it could get like that right and you always have to be prepared you always have to be prepared to change And, and how do you mitigate those changes? Cause it does impact sometimes our news and our database and our reports. And even sometimes our consult, our consulting arm, because you know, in 12 hours, something could totally change when it comes to sponsorship or, uh, unfortunately world events. So you have to be prepared for that and sometimes have some foresight in that. Um, <laughs> and that also that comes, you know, with with reading, reading a lot outside of the sports industry and what's going on in the world financially, politically and, you know, socially. Yeah. Um, so you just have to um, one has to like really fine tune that, that foresight.
1: Yeah, no, it makes make, makes total sense. And I mean, like it's it's all about, uh, you know, Having that uh, learning mindset, you know, because the Absolutely. industry is moving so fast, and there's there's always something new, and that's that that's why I love uh, these the, these podcast episodes too, because I'm I'm always telling like I'm, I'm 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 really lucky, I'm learning something new like pretty much every week <laughs> by by talking with a lot of you guys, and obviously <laughs> I'm doing it for for our users and to help them educate themselves and learn more, but I'm I mean, like I'm learning to as well, so it, it never stops, you know. Absolutely.
0: Like, I learn every day at work because it's just everyone is focused on a different niche end of the sports industry right. that you're like, what? I had no idea that happened. And anyone in the sports industry industry can offer what I would call intelligence to coworkers and colleagues at any part of the world because they all, I mean, sports behaves differently yeah. Um. In different parts of the world, and that's the fantastic thing about it that you're you're always going to be constantly learning in this yeah. industry.
1: And I mean, like I wanted to stay a little bit with with sport business because you talked about like some of the areas you guys are covering, but it's obviously you know uh, coverage, analysis, data, and I mean, like talk a little bit about like some of the areas that you are you know exploring in addition to what you've been talking about, and also, uh, you also are looking. For a senior designer now, like a, a new, new hire there in, you know, in in the team, and like what are some of the key elements they will be working with? And, and lastly, before we answer, I just have to inform everyone as well. If you want to apply for the job, you can do that at sportingglobal.com. Obviously, sign up for free, fill out your profile, you know, one-click application, just write a killer resume and you're good to go.
0: Exactly. Yeah, um, th- th- that's a good question, and I want to give you the, the the high level overview of what Sport Business does. From right, foremost and formally, we are a publishing house for business to business industry news. Um, but then we have so many other things that we that we concentrate on, and our bread and butter would be the the media and sponsorship, um, uh, analysis and news, and our deals tracker, right? And we we analyze all the 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 major monetary deals in those parts of the industry and we serve it up in our in our deals tracker right mm-hmm. um it, then we have university which i just told you it's it's, it's mostly a new um product that's yep. gonna sit just uh, from from sport business news and analysis but tailored for university use research and academic insights right. uh, is currently being um uh posted on our our website. And then we have the consulting arm, which is a very unique um, part of the business because they get into the into something that I would call more into the weeds of subjects around the world. And a great example would be um, we have I'm I'm being I'm going to give you a theoretical um, consulting job or or a report that somebody wants is that a, a league where investment company wants to invest, let's say in Malaysia, um, and they want to invest in, in 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 betting, but then the question mark is like, hmm, betting in Malaysia, which is a predominantly Muslim country.
1: Yeah. Um.
0: Okay, let's do it, and we will use our networks all around the world um, because we do have a base in Singapore and understand more of that market and talk to our reporters and our. Um, consulting arm over there and right. see hey, what's really going on in, in, in Malaysia, because they do have betting, but in certain um, authorized places, and we report back what's the opportunity and how they could get into that, into that market right. for our, for our clients. So I love that because it's just a bespoke research project in a part of the world that let's say here in the West, we're really, we really don't know about. Yeah, And I think that's, that's just, fantastic um um projects just to learn a little bit more about the 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 world and the sports betting space because it's something that's very becoming very important in in the u.s even though it's already it's mature in in uh in europe but honestly most people don't know how it works in 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 a in an asian country especially with the element of 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 religion there which is fascinating because at the end of the day there's so many facets like that in sports that we yeah. you have to really know about in order to to uh be successful in those markets
1: yeah no, it's a, it's an extremely important part and i mean like even even looking back to for instance like norway norway is one of the countries that doesn't allow uh betting or alcohol brands you know to sponsor sports there you go so hey. uh, I mean like it might be a lot of money in it but it's just like a policy that that Norway has you know they just don't don't deal with that yeah. you know? and and for
0: in a North American perspective that is bananas like right, why right. you know why are you leaving money on the table right so it, yeah so yeah, it's very the, you
1: know, then it comes down to values and ethics right that, that, that the sport, sport in that country you know represents and I'm I know I it, it, I think it's important to always question those those kind of things because yes. you know, I remember as well that, uh, you know, especially now more than ever, right, like the, the sport industry is struggling with, you know, sh- financial challenges and, and stuff like that. And okay, who has the most money, right? And like, who can pay up, but then it's, it's again, do you want to, like, have that money? Or? is it worth taking that money for like the brand exposure and what that brand stands for and like is that yeah. something that you will associate you know sport with in norway and norway just don't want to do that like yeah. even in norway like alone there's there's even like ai i wouldn't wouldn't kind of like go with that far but like it's even like a debate kind of like about almost like brands like red bull you know
0: yeah yeah
1: so it's like and i mean like it's it's not like it's a bad product per se, but it's, it's, it has like some, some elements, right? Because learning very kind of youth, youth perspective and grassroots is probably one of the biggest, especially in football, it's like a grassroots,
0: grassroots country. So, and and that's why it's important to see the the different point of views of how, how different countries and markets see the world, because you learn as a person as well. And, you know, I can't tell you right now, what's the value of, of having that, point of view now because you'll probably have to apply it to something else right in yeah. a similar scope or in a parallel project yeah. but you do you have that you have that in your arsenal of experience to so then apply it later yeah. and 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 you know you can't get personal about it because at the end of the day it's an opinion like a lot of things in our life in, in our life are right. opinion. You know, know, opinions of like point of views, if you want to say it's it's kind of contradictory because, you know, a hundred miles away from from where I live is a completely different point of view of the world. So so it's very interesting when it comes to that, because you're you're not only growing professionally, but also, uh, you know, as a human as well. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: You know, and I wanted to touch upon upon the analytical aspect of of the business, especially the reporting. Right. And what I what I really love about um, working on a sport business is just, just also the different um, views. Let's say on I'll give you an example that yeah. that I that I that I learned. I, I you know, it's uh, like you said, we're, we're constantly learning is just right. the analytical pieces that 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 we produce. And yep. just a recent one with the deal of of, of Apple and 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 the MLS, oh, and that, that one, you know, some people were like, Whoa, whoa whoa what's going on here you right. know the ms apple and and at first some people you know that i spoke to I'm like does this that does that even make sense or or not and i'm like um who knows me uh, who knows we, we we won't know until until the start of next year 2023 right yeah um when they when they have you know when they start um streaming the the, the games for the next 10 years right but at first, some people were like, oh, it's scratching their head, what's going on with MS. I'm like, why not? Why not? I right. know you w- w- when you start reading these articles and 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 you start seeing like why Apple had that um intention yeah. and how easy um Apple has the ability to have like would-be customers into customers, yeah. and basically how they could do anything they want all over the world with a you know a flip of the switch, right. And I can't. I can't. I'm, I'm actually quite excited to to see these games and how Apple is going to execute their vision for MLS and actually yeah. lift and remake, remake, literally remake how the MLS is viewed, not just in the US but in the world. Yeah, that's pretty exciting because oh, right now it's you know it's just it's it's just very exclusive to the US and Mexico with Liga MX as well. Yeah. So. I can't imagine right now, how, uh, literally, how the MLS is going to be Appleized, right? In, in, in a sense, <laughs> that, that's and that's
1: a fun term. I like it, Appleized.
0: It, yeah, it, it's going to be absolutely um, exciting, and I can't—I just can't wait to see what what you know when 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 they have the ability to turn on that switch. When you're okay. in Apple News and like, oh, stream a, a, a MLS match here. Where yeah. it, whatever games are going to come out, you know, on the the app store um, on the Apple store or right. arcade, there's yeah. going to be so much more to this deal than we can even imagine. Especially with AR, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And 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 it's going to be interesting how then Apple is going to reach those Hispanic fans in the U.S. and Mexico. Yeah, I don't even, I can't even imagine it right now because I I'm just so excited, but I can't imagine. But I, you know, it's going to be such a good experience. Right. So that's what i love about the, the analysis and insights that i have at, at sport business as well so we could have these conversations
1: no it makes 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 total sense i mean like I, I think mls as well though have been good at you know looking at the deals in a little bit different way than perhaps like the, the atypical old uh, leagues in the in, in the u.s and so yep. hats off to mls for you know looking a little bit different onto these kind of uh, agreements and and finding that kind of approach you know it's uh it's it's like nobody saw it coming, but at the same time, it kind of makes sense, you know. It, it,
0: it, absolutely, and I think it's just a good one because right now you have twenty five million paying subscribers on Apple Plus TV, right? right. But also, but, but then it, it 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 jumps to fifty million because of the you know you sometimes you have the free trial service. Right, 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 right. So right. just just that exposure is bananas, right. and especially that it com- that that exposure is all over the world as well. Yeah. So good, I think good times are, are, are coming ahead, exciting things in sport, especially for the MLS.
1: No, hundred percent. And i mean, like, we're going to move on a little bit here too. Absolutely. Let's go. Um, to kind of like our next, next question. And I mean, like, obviously, uh, as, as you mentioned a little bit in the, in the early, early stages here, as well of the, of the talk, you've been
0: working a little bit all over the
1: world. And i mean, like, I wanted to touch upon like, obviously your, your opportunity to work at the gym. Beijing 2022 Olympic Games, uh, but also like a little bit of along what you have learned about the industry and living abroad. Um, So yeah, I think it would be great for you to kind of uh, share share that.
0: Absolutely. Um, So yeah, so let's touch upon um, the Beijing 2022 Winter Olympics. Uh, That one was a really cool project because I had left China already for about three years and I had just moved to the UK and um it was the height of the pandemic and this is one thing that i love about sports is that you you create these networks all over the world um and and and, and you don't have to travel all over the world and move all over the world to create these networks that's that's one thing that i want to make it very clear like the, yeah. that that's the beauty of the sports world because you know ollie we haven't met in person and yeah. we connected through the pandemic and we hit it off. And, you know, it's and and that's that is the perfect example of sports. Yeah. So how I got this project was it was someone thought of me and I had talked to them about it. And um, and a, a quick snapshot of what I did was um, I, I assisted in the production of of these bilingual communication um, training materials for the support staff at the Alpine Ski Resort in Beijing and it was really fun because of course it's an Olympic property and also it was China's like a a place that I I lived for eight years and I I could combine both things again but from a remote location in in, in England Um, and it was fun and it was just great to get the pictures and videos of the staff actually using the training at, when they were meeting in order to get training, uh, trained for for, for um, their posts at the Alpine, Alpine Village. And yeah. I'm like, oh my God, this is really cool. That's the power of sports. I created, I helped create something in another country that was used in China for the, you know, for the Olympics. Right. And that was fantastic. And that's fantastic. Yeah. And it's not something unattainable. This is just something that when you have the, the experience and you start meeting people, you'll get those experiences. I I, I really want to make that clear because when I was just getting into the sports industry, it felt like those opportunities were really far away, unreachable, that you had to be years in it. No, it's just, you got to be kind, go-getter and be open again to things like this because I hadn't done work like this before until I worked... Um, for the Special Olympics um, World Games in yeah. Abu Dhabi, and I took a chance, and this okay. was a, 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 a previous project um, that was a, a training a training materials for the Special right. Olympics in Abu Dhabi, and then I got to go see my work in person in Abu Dhabi and ask people, "Hey, did you like it? How would you think of the training?" And I got to participate as a vol- as a volunteer in the in in the Special Olympic World Games right. uh, in football side, right, and. Yeah. That was just beautiful because I saw a different part of sports through right. volunteering as well, but I had done uh, a job for that. Um, but, you know, when it comes to having international experience, yeah. um, don't let not knowing um, <laughs> anything about a country stop you from going there. Um, okay. I, 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 I honestly moved with, uh, with one bag. Um, to Beijing in 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 the, in the coldest part of the year in February 2011, and I did not know anything about China, just about like the 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 obvious things right. um, that a Westerner would know. And I just went on this thing of like, you know what? I just want to feel adventure, start something new, and the rest is history because you will figure it out. Yeah. I promise you, you will figure it out. We live in in this point um, in, in history and, 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 and that, that everything is interconnected. Most likely people, um, would speak a little bit English or they'll point you in the right direction. And you have a, a translator. Right. Um, my saving grace in 2011 was that the iPhone four had just come out and yeah. things were still, you know, Facebook and translator and Google were still, um, operable in China, but yeah. it didn't matter later down the road. I spoke to, I spoke the language but you learn it like don't let anything or a language barrier hold you back from yeah. your destiny I really yeah. do believe in that that just right. go if you're thinking about it you will figure it out of course don't go into financial ruin if, it, if, <laughs> if, if if you don't have it save up and then make a plan make a plan but you know also leave room for for some serendipity yeah. and I promise you it
1: will work out 100 hundred percent and I think that's a it's, it's a good advice and I know it's a challenging time for a lot of people you know these days as well especially with the pandemic but but you know it's it's kind of like you know if you have you know the 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 resources and i guess the the, the ability to do it you know it's it's about going for it and at the same time like maybe you know while you're saving up now or perhaps you know building that pathway like you know start doing some research maybe start you know learning the language like doing like some some preparations in a sense of what you can do from a distance, you know, maybe start building your network, uh, ways of sort of like, you know, beginning that journey without necessarily having to go there yet, if you're not ready or don't have the resources yet while, while, while saving up, but it, but it just showcases like the importance of, you know, putting yourself out there, uh, taking the risks and you'll figure it out. You know what, and especially if you wanna get into the sports
0: industry and you, let's say, don't come from a background of education for sports, right. volunteer, volunteer to right. any of the conferences, volunteer yeah. to any of the tournaments, because yeah. you start just building your network there and and you will get into the sports industry if you volunteer enough. Um, I, I saw that in in when I was in Abu Dhabi and Dubai, that I had people that just didn't have any um, sporting background and they got into the business because they they got their event um, their event experience and they were just called back and they would reapply oh. to amazing um, world um, events being hosted in that part of the yeah. world, and they're in it now. And they've right. made a career, so don't be scared. Go for it. If you know, volunteer. That's how I go. Volunteer is the best way. Conferences, events, etc. <laughs>
1: there you go. Well, uh, to to kind of wrap it up here, and I want to kind of like make it make, make it quick because also you touched upon like some some really great tips. But if if there's anyone out there that kind of like want to start, I guess uh, the linear uh, analytical data, you know, analysis route. Like, what, what kind of you know tips and ways do you have for them? Uh, yeah. to kind of like start, start that journey. Yeah, um,
0: the, the, the first one, if you are in school, um, go look for the analytical club. Um, I, I've seen that the, the, if you have like a club in analytics, they're, they're very receptive to people wanting to get into this part of, of, of sports or that, or, or that industry per se. Um, right. And they will teach you, they will give you the resources. Um, another one is if you really want to start and you're a go-getter and you have the discipline is GitHub. GitHub gives you all the tools that you need in order to start, um, uh, you know, dab- dabbling into uh, into analytics. And then one great resource that I could I always tell people, um, even that that are working, that are professionals, and and if you're coming out of a, a student or you're still a student, um, is go on Coursera. Coursera.com has the Google Analytics course. I believe it's a 10-week course and that will set you up for success because the analytical space is very dynamic and it has very different avenues because analytical, I mean, analytics is like an umbrella term for so many things. And that's one thing, it's really hard. It's really difficult to define what analytics is in whatever situation you're going to apply to it. So I would say... I, I'm actually, I just re- enrolled into the Google Analytics course nice. because I just want to brush up on on, on, on things like, you know, R, SQL, and, yeah. and, you know, the other track of, like, data visualization because that's yeah. very important as well when, you right. know, when you got your extracts, your numbers, but you want to present it in, in, a, in a PPT or in a presentation. So those are pretty much the, 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 the ways that I would say to get into analytics. Don't be scared of it. Just get in it. You have all the resources in the world, to start your analytical um, course right now.
1: Awesome! Well, with that, Rodrigo, I would like to thank you, you know, so much for for taking the time and for sharing your story, your tips, your your insights. I'm mean, like I'm. I, I know we could, uh, you know, go on for a for for a long time. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> uh, without a doubt. Uh, but but lastly, I'm mean, like I I think you will enjoy it. It's sort of like you know we we always do like a challenge for for all our guests. Uh, uh-huh. and I, I have to have to deal with you as well it's just it's part of what we do so I gotta I gotta teach you a little bit Norwegian you know perfect sounds good I'm excited yeah. Yeah. all right awesome so with every video we do we always finish with vi snuckes which means see you later in Norwegian so that's what you have to say vi snuckes oh yeah there you go vi snuckes there you go <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. All right. um cool. You know what, um, guys, connect with me on on Sporting Global as well. So my profile is there. I'm very happy to connect with anyone from the platform. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you, Rodrigo.
1: for having you (laughs) on. All right. Cheers.